The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. time. I shouldn't have left you. What a dope pod to step to. Step to. Step, step, step to. Hey, step to. Step, step, step to. Hello and welcome back to Hoopball Hawks, the show here on Hoopball Network that is taking flight where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, July 21st. And I heard you were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Harden. What up, Timmy? Where have you been? Well, I've been taking some time off with the Hawks season ending. NBA Finals going on. I was real busy with school and work. But with the draft a week from tomorrow, it is time to shift gears already and look into what's being said out there about who the Hawks will draft based on their needs and I will give my preferences as far as selections for that 20th pick in the first round for the Hawks and catch up on some things that we've missed here on Hoopball Hawks. But the 2020-2021 NBA season is finally over with the Hawks officially getting knocked out of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals by the eventual NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks and Scott Foster, if you're following that, but Pass off to the Milwaukee Bucks, but now is the time for the Hawks to do the things that they need to do to try to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. And we're going to talk shop here on Hoopball Hawks after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% Deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on MyBookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. 
So, in my time off, we did miss a piece of news here on Hoopball Hawks. But to keep it a buck with you, we knew it should have happened. It was going to happen. And the only question was, when was it going to happen? And it happened. What am I talking about? The Hawks have solidified their head coach position with no surprises, removing the interim tag from coach Nate McMillan's title. So he is now the head coach for the Hawks. Very happy for this news. And this was one of the two most important things that the Hawks needed to get done this offseason. And it's happened. So we can move on to the next thing, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the program. Briefly, briefly, because we have more pressing things to talk about this episode. And if you're unfamiliar with what Nathan Mellon did this year, you're either A, not living in the Atlanta metro area, B, completely ignored the NBA playoffs and the NBA season as a whole, which besides the injuries, the NBA playoffs was incredible this year, I'll have to say. And C, you're just not a basketball fan. And if you are the latter of the three options that I just mentioned, well, welcome to Hoop Ball Hawks, and I hope you enjoy the show. But after the Atlanta Hawks relieved Lloyd Pierce of his duties earlier in the year, Nate McMillan led the Hawks from being 11th place in the Eastern Conference to leading them to a 27-11 record in the regular season, finished the regular season fifth place in the Eastern Conference standings, which gave the Hawks their first NBA playoff appearance since 2017. And in that appearance, talking about this year, the Hawks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals despite inexperience, injuries, doubt, critics, whatever you want to call it. We overcame the odds to make it this far to lose to the Bucks in six, who, as I said before, end up winning the NBA title this year, which it's nothing to sneeze at. And talking about bringing back Nate McMillan in the words of GM Travis Schlink for the Atlanta Hawks, and quote, the incredible job Nate did after taking over this season made this an easy decision. We, the Atlanta Hawks, were able to see how gifted a technician, motivator, and leader he is firsthand in the high level of respect and trust he earned from our players made securing him as our head coach our top priority. And the best thing from this quote and the thing with why I think that the Hawks responded better to Nate McMillan versus Nate versus Lloyd Pierce, sorry, is the high level of respect and trust from the players. It was clear that the players under Lloyd Pierce, they did not respect and trust him. And a lot of that from reports that came out from the athletic was that Lloyd Pierce wasn't really approachable, didn't really listen to the players, kind of just talked at them. And they were never able to get a sense of comfort with him and therefore not being able to trust him. They were to do that with Nate McMillan and he got so much more out of these players because of that. And I will add, he damn well should have been brought back. He damn well should have been brought back. And now that he has, and this is behind us, there are other things the Hawks should do this offseason. And this is my opinion. But 
A lot of people will agree with this. And if you don't, feel free to slide in my DMs, message me. You know how to get a hold of me. We'll talk about that at the end of the program. But I feel like the next things that the Hawks need to do, obviously the draft is coming up. We're going to talk about that. But I feel like the Hawks need to go get a very talented, young offensive head assistant coach to help with the offense. Sign John Collins if you can. Sign a veteran post player, preferably someone 6'11 or taller, which is now become more important as news just broke late tonight. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, rookie going onto his second year, Onyeka Kongu underwent surgery to repair a torn right shoulder labrum today and will miss approximately six months of the season. And according to Mike Conti of 92.9 FM here in Atlanta. If this timetable is accurate, Onyeka Okonga will miss four months of the season, which is terrible news. Terrible news. He's slated to make a full recovery, so we're glad to hear that. This is not a goodbye. This is a see you later. But the growth that he underwent throughout this rookie year, after starting the rookie year hurt, Coming in to the fold late, had to get in shape, figure it out, and then to end up where he did was remarkable. His confidence continuing to continuing nightly to grow on the offensive end and on the defensive end, the effort he gave on the defensive end, that fearlessness, and he has the tools to be a really good post player in the NBA for years to come. So this is tough news to swallow, especially for a kid who really worked hard and showed a lot of promise this year. And on top of him getting healthy, the Hawks in general need to get healthy this offseason. There was a slew of injuries that happened to them this year. And for them to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals is still a remarkable accomplishment with all the injuries. You know, Trey Young in the Eastern Conference Finals, bogey during the playoffs, DeAndre Hunter being out, Cam Reddish not being available to the end. Um, obviously, now on Yucko Kongu, uh, Clint Capella battle, so ailments. So the list goes on. The Hawks just need to get healthy, and we're going to add on Yucko Kongu to that list. We pray for a speedy, full recovery from you on Yucko Kongu. And we're going to get back to the Hawks' needs, in my opinion, for this offseason. On top of the things that I've mentioned before, they need to figure out the backup point guard position. But a lot of those things can but can't wait, depending on what I listed. But that could change, especially the backup point guard position, in my opinion. That could change next week. The NBA draft is a week from tomorrow night on Thursday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN and ABC. And the Hawks, who, in my opinion, had a great draft last year with the number six overall pick, the aforementioned Oyeko Okongwu, who improved game to game. It became a key contributor off the bench, especially on the defensive end and throughout this playoff run for the Hawks. Skylar Mays, who shows some flashes as a second round draft pick for the Hawks. And then the undrafted rookie, Nathan Knight, shows some flashes as well. And sometimes, and I tweeted this and have talked to this privately to some people who Talk to me about the Hawks. If the G League operated normally this past year and Skylar Mays and Nathan Knight were able to get consistent minutes in College Park, I just keep thinking, 
how much better would they be with the minutes they would have played, the confidence they would have grown, uh, that confidence would have grown, obviously, in their own skills. But playing games night in and night out, even if it's not NBA games, reps are very, very important to build confidence in your game and to continue to round out your game. And I feel like those two players missed that this year and hope that the G League can operate normally so they can get some minutes and send some players down to College Park to work on their game like a farm system in Major League Baseball. And sorry, talking about minor league baseball, but obviously connected to the Major League Baseball. But still, those two players did well last year, and now it's time for the Hawks to do it again. The Hawks pick 20th in the first round and the 48th pick in the second round of the NBA draft. But this episode and for the next couple of episodes, we're going to focus more on the 20th pick in the first round and the draft needs for the Hawks. And I'm going to rank this number one for right now, because right now John Collins is still on our team, but we're going to have to mention the elephant in the room at some point in this episode. For draft needs, number one, a backup point guard. And I said this on the previous program, but I continue to say this. I still think we need to give Chris Dunn a chance to be healthy and play a full year. I mean, he's on contract for another year. He was hurt pretty much the entire year this year. Didn't really get a lot of opportunities to be even on the floor or build anything as far as continuity with this team. And I think he he's still going to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA to have next year because that's, that's just what he's known for. He's known for defense. He's a junkyard dog on the defensive end. Although he's not an offensive threat, which he's definitely not from the perimeter or as far as hitting a jump shot, but he could be a very, very effective defender that can play next to any other guard that's on this roster right now. If Lou Will's out there, you could put Dunn as a defender there. Trey Young, you could put Dunn. Brandon Goodwin, put Dunn next to him. Bogey running the point, put Dunn next to him. Herter, you know, doing some facilitating, put Dunn next to him. Dunn can do it. He can definitely do it on the defensive end. And I would just love to see him have a full offseason here in Atlanta to be healthy, have a full training camp, preseason, and see what he can do for this Hawks team. He still needs to audition, obviously, his worth on his team. But I think we still need to give him a chance. Brennan Goodwin, who I mentioned multiple times on this program, showed improvement this year. But in my opinion, him missing the playoffs hurt his opportunities. I'm sorry. He It sucks for him that he could not be available for the playoffs and continue to hopefully see he can get well with the respiratory infection. And this was his chance to get some minutes and meaningful gains and further prove his worth and show, you know, a bigger audience, you know, the growth in that he's, you know, undergone this year. Um, if you're an Atlanta Hawks fan, you know what, you know, the effect of Rondo and Lou Will have had on Goodwin and how he's played, how he's changed his play. He even looks like Rondo a lot when he played this year. So it just sucks that he didn't get an opportunity to prove that. But regardless, between Dunn, between Goodwin, they're not long-term options for this Atlanta Hawks team. 
And I know some of you are going to be like, what about Lou Will? Lou Will, Lemon Pepper Lou. Lou. Six, 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 six. I love Lou Will. I love Lou Will. He's not consistent anymore. Well, he hasn't been as consistent this year. He's been off and on. And it could be, you know, switching teams, the minutes, trying to build continuity. There could be a whole bunch of things. But Lou Will's a combo guard, not a true point guard. Can he feel the point guard role if he needs to? Absolutely. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it a couple times where he stepped up as kind of the number one point guard off the bench and carried the team in stretches. We've seen him do it, but he's getting older. And another guard alongside him off the bench who can score, create their own shot, and create for others could open things up for the Hawks in that second unit. Again, the Hawks going to have to make some decisions as far as their, their wings and who's going to start, who's going to come off the bench. They're going to be fine in the wings department. But that backup point guard is very, very important to continue to help that second unit and alleviate some of those bench droughts that we've seen in games throughout the year. And the second need for the Hawks outside of the backup point guard, a stretch forward. Oyako Kongu, who I just mentioned is going to be out for six months, hurt his immediate chances to develop as far as expanding his offensive game and maybe, you know, working on a jumper, working on a potential three-point shot to, you know, make him even more dangerous in the offensive end on top of being a really solid defender as a rookie this past year. But those chances are hurt with him being out with the shoulder injury. John Collins' future right now is up in the air here in Atlanta. Gallo was in, it's going to be weird to say, but unseasonably healthy this year. And as much as I would love for him to repeat the great health that he's had last year, and I'm going to knock on the wood as I say that, you can't really count on that again. You never know what's going to happen in the NBA as far as injuries in this league. So a stretch forward could be another need filled in this draft. And I mentioned we need a post player. I think a post player forward center, we need to go get a veteran post player. But a stretch four with Gallo's age and John Collins' uncertainty on the team, it'd be nice to have someone younger in that role. So I'm going to mention an option in the draft regarding that need, but I'm going to more so focus on the backup point guard position. Leading up to the draft, we're going to cover many of the choices I listed and maybe some choices that other people are listing for the Hawks as far as who they're going to pick at number 20 in the first round of the NBA draft this year. And based on the mock drafts I've seen and news that I've heard out there draft-wise, which has been kind of limited because everyone's been focused on the NBA Finals and quietly you've had the NBA Combine, people bringing in players for interviews and workouts and whatnot. So now we're going to start hearing a lot more of that chatter now that the NBA Finals is over. And I'm going to give you my top selections at 20 for the Hawks in no particular order. And like I said, as we go through the episode, we're going to dive a little bit more into these players. My first player I'm going to mention, he's been slated on our team and a lot of mock drafts out there. And I agree with 
this pick is point guard from Baylor, Jared Butler, national champion, most outstanding player in the NCAA tournament this year, Big 12 sports person of the year, the 6'3", 195-pound guard, average 16.7 points per game last year, 4.8 assists, 3.3 rebounds, two steals a game, and he shot 41.6% from the three-point line to go along with 47% from the field in general. And he just does a lot of things well. He doesn't do anything particularly great, and that's not a knock on him. I'm not saying that as a knock, but he does so many things well that I think is going to make him a really good point guard in this league and coming into the league being more battle-tested season and a, a champion. I mean, you've, you've been on a championship team. A lot of those point guards end up having pretty good careers in the NBA, and my comp for him is someone who also won championships in college and came in to the league making an immediate impact as a backup point guard in Jalen Brunson for the Dallas Mavericks. And I think he can have that type of impact off the Hawks bench as a really good backup point guard who can create for others, knock down the tough shots. He's a solid defender. He can get better on the defensive end. But like I said, he does so many things well that I think he would be a wonderful fit off the bench for this Atlanta Hawks team. We're going to definitely talk more about Jared Butler as he is kind of the favorite at that pick. Next player will fill that stretch forward need that I mentioned on this program. The 6'9 and a quarter small forward slash power forward from Virginia, 206 pounds, Trey Murphy the third, And he's older by today's draft standards as far as his age goes, but he does a lot of things very efficiently as far as playing the game of basketball. And he's an experienced player. And like I said, he is seen as if John Collins leaves, he could replace him. Not obviously his production, because John Collins is John Collins. It's going to be hard to replace his production if he leaves. And he's not as athletic as John Collins. Similar size as far as height goes. And John Collins came in pretty wiry into the league. Trey Murphy will have to fill out his frame as well. But Murphy was a guy in college who last year averaged 11 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game. And as I said, he needs to get bigger and stronger. And he needs to get better on the glass and a defensive end. He's Like I said, I think his stature, if he can get stronger, bigger, he's going to get better rebounding. He's going to get better on the defensive end. He's going to have more confidence. I think that's going to come. So you can't really knock him there. But what he can do for his size, the guy can shoot the ball very well. He has a really, really nice shooting stroke. And he was a 50-40-90 guy last year in college. And if guys, if you do not know what that is, 50% from the floor, 40% from three, and 90% from the foul line. In fact, he was a 92.7% free throw shooter last year. A big guy who shoots well from the free throw line are a diamond dozen, a diamond dozen in this league. So he does that really well. He shot 43% from three last year, 
He doesn't turn the ball over, and he's very efficient as far as his game. He always tries to make the right plays. And as I said, he is a player that if John Collins leaves and with him with John Collins gone, let's say, and you know you got the rise of the Magic City Trio and Cam Reddish, Hunter, and Herter who are going to be taking up shot attempts, Murphy the third is a big who can be a really good role player that you put into the starting lineup or have him come off the bench, depending on obviously how he comes in day one if we are to draft him. But he's a guy who can stretch the floor, space the floor, potentially rim run. And like I said, he's going to make plays to help the team, not hurt the team. And I think he can be a really good piece going forward for the Hawks if John Collins were to leave. The next player on his list is Jaden Springer of the University of Tennessee. He's 6'4 and a quarter, 202 pounds. He's a combo guard. Last year at Tennessee, he averaged 12.5 points per game, almost three assists, 3.5 rebounds. He shot 43.5% from the three-point line, 81 from the free throw line, and 46.7% from the field. He is more so known as a really good defensive stopper on the perimeter. And he can hap he happens to be able to shoot the three ball pretty well. And he's young. He's only 18 years old. So he has, you know, still some mature maturity to, you know, occur in his life as far as off the court and on the court. And he can get better as a distributor offensively, which is what the Hawks need off the bench, a true backup point guard. But the guy can certainly play on or off the ball and he certainly is a guy who is not afraid to get up there and defend on the perimeter as a guard so that's why i have him on there he can play on off ball he can defend he can develop as far as a combo guard in this league being a better distributor coming in with nate mcmillan as the head coach who was a 11 12 year vet as a point guard in the nba you have Trey Young. You have Lou Will who plays a combo guard position. So he's going to come into a really good situation as far as developing his distributing skills as a combo guard. But you can't teach, you know, him being able to shoot the three ball well and how he defends. That's something that he can make an immediate impact on when he comes into the league. Next player is an Atlanta area native, specifically from Powder Springs, Georgia. McUrchin High School product. He's going to be a very, very viable option at the number 20th pick in the NBA draft. 6'1", 180-pound point guard, Sharif Cooper, who in just 12 games at Auburn this year, and he only played 12 games due to suspension for the NCAA. His suspension was uplifted. When he played, the guy played. Played. Averaging in 12 games, 20 points per game, a steal a game, eight assists, four rebounds, he shot 82.5% from the free throw line. He was a great playmaker, and he certainly can score the ball. He can definitely score. That's no question, which he'll be a really explosive option off the bench as a playmaking score type backup point guard behind Trey Young. He can basically do all the Trey Young things outside of shooting right now. He's not a great jump shooter. He can't shoot the ball well from the three-point line right now. But like I said, his playmaking ability is, you know, not in question. 
Now, his size makes him kind of a liability on the defensive end. Um, he's going to give effort on the defensive end, certainly. But his 6'1", 180, not going to be the perimeter defender necessarily like a Springer, like I mentioned. But you have Chris Dunn on our team right now. You can live with Cooper if you draft him on your team. Another thing he needs to get better at is being a little bit more efficient. He did have a tendency to, you know, force some things and turnovers were pretty high for him in college, but he's a young player. He has, you know, some maturity as well that needs to be done, but the talent is already there. The talent is there. He's an Atlanta native. We already missed out on Isaac Okoro last year, who had a really solid rookie year up in Cleveland. Could they do miss out on an Atlanta product two years in a row? Who knows, but Cooper would be a pretty interesting fit, in my opinion, here in Atlanta. And the last player is a player that I'm very familiar with as an LSU supporter. We have been in several mock drafts slated to take Cam Thomas. And ladies and gentlemen, the dude is an absolute bucket. Bucket right now. Cam Thomas and if you don't know, look up Oak Hill Academy. Oak Hill Academy puts out really, really good basketball players. Just just go look at their alumni list. Cam Thomas is the all-time leading scorer at Oak Hill Academy. And then he went to LSU and did the exact thing. Got buckets. As a 6'4 shooting guard, he averaged 23 points per game as a freshman. Grabbed three rebounds, almost a steal a game with just 1.7 turnovers per game. He averaged 32.5% from the three-point line, but he's not shy about shooting the three, and he'll make them. He'll make them. So don't give him no space. He shot 88% from the free throw line, 40.6% from the field. He scored only one. It was only one time all year he scored under 10 points in a game. Only one time. In my opinion, his comp is Lou Will. Brad Beal for me. Like, I think he's going to be a really, really good scorer in this league. Whether he's starting or coming off the bench as a sixth man, he needs to get better as a distributor, in my opinion, being a more complete basketball player. And I don't think he'll ever be a great defender. He has the instincts to get some steals. I've seen it happen at LSU. But he needs to improve on the defensive end as an on-ball defender. But one thing that he has that you just can't te teach is that he's an absolute bucket. And with Lou Will getting older, Cam Thomas can be the next Lou Will. He really could be in this league. Like I said, he's an absolute bucket. And whoever drafts him, if it's Atlanta or somebody else, they're going to really like the fact that they drafted Cam Thomas. His range right now in the draft is pretty crazy because anybody will take a score. Now, if he's a fit for your team and your system, that's yet to be seen. But he's a guy that at LSU, they asked the upperclassmen because Will Wade basically was like, yo, this kid can make some shots that I normally don't allow freshmen to take, but he can make it. And he asked the upperclassmen. Skylar Mays was in this. Sorry, Skylar Mays was not in this conversation. He was in Atlanta. But Javante Smart and the other veteran players at LSU they were like, yeah, let's give him the green light. This kid can do it. And that was probably the best decision they could have made because he had a lot of green lights in games and he had a lot of green releases if we're talking about the 2K game because some of them shots were wet. 
wet, especially from the three-point line. And he has a nice little step-back jumper already, even beyond the three-point line. So he has a little bag as far as his offensive game. So I would be really, really excited if we were to draft Cam Thomas. And we're going to have plenty of time to dive into these prospects as well as others as we get some more people on the show leading up to the NBA draft next Thursday to talk about who the Hawks should draft at 20th. And we'll discuss their second round pick as well. But it's great to be back in the booth with you guys. I look forward to this very important offseason for the Atlanta Hawks. And here at Hoopball Hawks, we're going to be here to cover it. Like I said, I did the hiatus for school, work purposes, and just needing a little break. But I am back in the booth. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. We are back and we're better than ever. And we're going to get better as we lead into the 2021-2022 NBA season as I'm cooking up some things here at Hoopball Hawks. So share this podcast with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, Atlanta sports fans. It doesn't matter. Share this out with Anybody who is willing to hear my sulky smooth voice talk about the Atlanta Hawks. The bandwagon is starting to fill up. So all those bandwagoners, let them, you know, put them on to this show, guys. Put them on because I'm fine with, you know, driving the bus of the bandwagon right now so I can guide them as far as thought process on this Atlanta Hawks team. So bandwagoners, new fans all alike, follow us on Twitter at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at Hoop. Ball Hawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67 on Twitter. Sheesh! We back, baby. We almost. Right now, while we're recording, we are a week away from the NBA draft. We can't wait. We can't see the steps that the Helena Hawks are going to take to to continue to solidify their future in this next five-year window that I said the Hawks have something have a chance to do something really special here in Atlanta. So stay tuned with the Hawks and here at Hoop Ball Hawks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.